1: Today is the day you will lose fat. Come see Dr.
2: T at NJ Diet. Easiest diet I've ever done. It's changed my life. Come see Dr. T. Using blood work and DNA testing. 1 855 5 NJ Diet and NJDiet.com. Change your life in only 40 days with NJ Diet. Smith and Wesson, Afra, Black Star, De La Soul, Eminem, Flip Mode Squad, MOP, OC, Royce the Five Nine, Diamond D, Pete Rock, Tyler Kwalee, Freddie Fox, Gene Grey, and Audi by Nature. Just some of the artists my next guest has worked with. He's Evil D from the legendary producing team, The Beat Miners, and I want to welcome him to the library with Monaco. Thanks for joining me, man.
1: Hey, thanks for having me here. You know what I'm saying?
2: But if they stayed the course, do you think um, they could have also. I mean, like duck down. I mean, I guess as I say this question, I think I know the answer. But could they have kept the same lyrical content uh, that they were doing yeah. uh, until now?
1: But you know what you do, like do like a duck down did. Duck down. They have their legacy artists, the art like like the Black Moons and 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 El Tuscaloosa, Sean Price. Uh, you know, Buckshot. You know, they have all the legacy artists at the same time. They have DDD, mm-hmm. which is their uh, marketing and distribution company, and that's where they have um, Young Ma and wreck other people like Talib Kweli. You know what I'm saying? Like what they do is DDD is where they make their money, right. so they could put money into the other stuff that they're doing, like a Black Moon album. Let's let's be realistic. You know what I'm saying? We may sell maybe 100,000, maybe 150,000, you never know. But we have the money to do what we got to do because of artists like Young M.A. doing what she did. She sold 3 million. I mean, yeah. So, her money goes into doing the new Smith for Western album, doing the new Black Moon album. You know what I'm saying? As a rec company, you have to sell records to create, you know what I'm saying? Create money to fund your other projects. You know, it's like it's like how when uh Easy E did Ruthless. Before he put out NWA, he put out JJ Fad. Right. And JJ Fad was not street hip hop. And but he used that money to do the NWA stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's all a business and I get it. But if you come in like your first impression means a lot. Like everybody when Black Moon all the, older, all the older people think, well, as soon as they hear Black women, they think, who got the props? How many MCs? I got your open remix. Now, just imagine if we decided, yo, we're not performing those records. We get no shows. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's our legacy. Hmm. You know, so you can't front on your legacy.
2: Um, I wasn't meaning to ask this question, but when you're talking about the business side of things, especially with Duck Down, mm-hmm. uh, one thing that, and I've told a lot of people this. I mean, I've interviewed Smith and Wesson. I've interviewed, um, Dan, the pro. I mean, you know, I've, 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 you know, um, I've interviewed, uh, duck down artists and, and buckshot. And, and, and and one thing that always gets me is the, the savviness of the business side of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, like, I, I think Buckshot, years ago, once said to me, he's like, yeah, you know, and he knew, like, he was recognizing record sales or not. You know, it's not. That's not why you're your money. So, you have to think outside the box. So, yeah. if a Black Moon Fork is going to sell you, you know, you got to think, like, sell the fork, on uh, you know. Uh, what is it about Duck Down Records that, I guess, educates its artists about, like, I mean, it's just so open and transparent mm-hmm. about the business side of
1: things. Like, is that, I mean, what is it about them that they do that? Here's the thing. It's... I didn't learn from Duck Down Records. I learned with Duck Down. Okay. What happened is remember Me Buck and 5 came in the business together. Then we grabbed Drew from and Nervous. And when Duck Down was being built, I was standing right there handing them the bricks. In other words. Right. And that's how you look at it like I learned by Asking questions, like I spoke, you know, I used to talk to Q-Tip, I used to talk to Latifah, I used to talk to Chris Lighty a lot I asked 8 million questions Like I knew knew Q-Tip, I knew Tribe Called Quest before I was on I used to always see Latifah and speak with her before she was on Kid and Play and Wiz, DJ Wiz who's down with them I knew them before I was on And I always asked a million questions One thing about me Is if I'm going to get into something I have to know what I'm getting into Mm. And I was always the Yo how does this work Like da 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 Like the illest thing I heard was um, And I'm not going to say the artist name Because I don't want to put her out there like that It's a girl artist that I knew She was in a girl group And She You know her record was popping But she was working out A job and I asked I said, why are you working a job right now? Your record's all over the radio.
2: Right.
1: You made it. She's like, yo, you don't see no money right then and there. It's going to take time. And I'm like, but yo, you're here. Right. Why? She was like, yo, there's no money in music until you start touring. And, and when she said that to me, I'm looking and I'm like, I walked out of there and was listening to her record on the radio. So I was confused. <laughs> Then when I asked, um, I, maybe it was Tip who I asked that. It was Tip or uh, or or one of them. I said, yo, like, what's up with that? And they was like, yo, trust me, E. It's, it's, like, it's like, yo, everyone thinks we're just millionaires. We're not right, millionaires yeah. yet. And when I got into the game, when we got to deal with Nervous, we didn't get no million dollars in cash. You know what I'm saying? If, if I remember, we, I think we got like 20 grand. We had to split that with us three, so you know it was crazy. Yeah, what? you know what I'm saying? It was crazy. Like the whole thing was crazy, and artists do not make money selling records, but over- but putting out a record opens up the gates for everything else. You know, unless you're selling millions of records, you're not making money selling records. Right. You know, and then you got to also think this too: how much money was spent to sell that million records?
2: Hard mm-hmm. copies of records, yeah. not streams.
1: Well, well, back then it was hard copies. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. So now with streaming, streaming's not even that much money. You know what I'm saying? You're not getting like yo like, happy by Pharrell, that record was the biggest record when it was out. He got his streaming check. It was four grand. I Amazing,
2: mean, yeah.
1: And this is Pharrell we're talking about. We're not talking about underground artists. We're talking about Pharrell. $4,000? Like, the streaming... The only the, the only thing that... And I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to say it. The only thing that Trump ever said right was that has to be fixed. Hmm. That's the only thing he ever said that, that I agree with him with. Everything else? No. I don't know that guy. <laughs> I don't know that guy. But, yo, streaming is like the worst you know what i'm saying if i had it my way i wouldn't stream nothing it would just be hard copies but then i would lose people because there's a lot of people who don't buy hard copies so it's like the gift and the sword right.
2: was that the thing with streaming is that you it's either the people that sh- so you either stream the record and you know i, I stream a new black moon album mm-hmm. you get something not much obviously yeah, from, versus like i'm not not saying me but like the same person that's going to stream. If they're if streaming's not available, they're just going to illegally download your album anyway. Yeah. Type thing is that. I mean, is that kind of the the struggle that mm-hmm. artists today have to go through? Is either you know, play the game and get the nickels yeah. or don't but, play the game and get no money anyway? So see,
1: but here's another thing that a lot of people don't understand. Before we had the legal downloads, we had the legal recordings, right? Yeah, you know, and people would yo. I'm gonna go to my friend's house. Smitty got the da da da, da album. We're going to copy that cassette. We're going to be good. Mm -hmm. And there was always illegal ways to get music. But then what people also got to understand is this. How did hip hop spread from New York to wherever someone copied the tape? Right. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop was was spread by bootlegs. And it's like with me, I have a love-hate relationship with bootlegs. Me... I want you to get the music. So you're going to get it however you're going to get it. But at the same time, I'm not, the music, it cost me money to do this music.
2: Right.
1: And I got to make my money back at least. Like one of the ideas I came up with is, and you know, I think I might, I think I'm going to, um, you know, I'm not even going to say it here. Because <laughs> I don't want nobody to take my idea. But I got an idea. And it'll work out for everybody. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It'll definitely work out for everybody. I'll probably tell you off the air, okay, but cool. you know,
2: I got you. Um, I want to. I mean, speak, speaking of ideas, you do. Uh, you know, you're not just creating albums or tracks or music. You're not just performing. Uh, you you do uh, beat miners internet radio. Yeah. Uh, why was that started, and can you kind of talk about the uh, what genres of music you guys play on that?
1: Okay. Well, beat miners radio. Um, w. I can say the. I can say the. Um, yeah. yeah of okay. Course www.beatminersradio.com mm-hmm. started in nineteen you ready for this nineteen ninety six Wow the first re- online radio station is Sudo.com. Sudo.com had a company had a um you know Sudo.com was the station then they had different channels one of the channels they had was eighty eight hip eighty eight hip hop did the first Hip hop radio. There was a the first hip hop radio station. I was a producer for 88 Hip and Randy, and um, Randy, um, you know, um, I'm trying to think of it. Randy told me, "Yo, you know, uh, you should uh, you need to uh, do Beat monitors and I was like, "Nah, that'll be corny." But then I thought about it, and I created Beat Moners Radio at that time. And of course, when I created Beat Miners Radio, I brought the family in. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, of course, Mr. Walt, I went I went to talk to Mr. Walt. Walt was like, that'll be perfect. And we put together our radio station people. You know what I'm saying? And we started doing radio back then. We did that until two thousand. Now to at two thousand, uh that's when the dot com company started failing. Sudo was one of those companies that crashed and burned. Mm-hmm. Cuz it was one time Sudo was making crazy dough, then it just stopped. Um around that time, we did Beat Miners radio offline, which was at um WNWK, which at the time was 105.9. Mm-hmm. And we did it there, then um they sold their their station. And um, when they sold their station, we stopped doing the radio for a minute. Then 2007, I was just fed up with the way that I was listening to radio and everything, how everything sounded. Right. And I was like, you know what? We need to put this back together again. And at that time, Maceo from De La Soul was on Ustream DJing. And he called me up. He said, yo, E, I want you to, yo, you got to check this out. Yo, this is dope. We could do this. We could make money off of this, and he was like, "Yo, put Beat Moders Radio on UStream," and we did that. And you know, at the time we had a crew. You know, we had a it was a, we had a radio crew, and we was all doing radio, and everything was good. Then it's like we just kept going from there and growing from there and growing and growing. to so now it's, we got Beat Monitors Radio. We got the Beat Monitors Radio app. We play. You know, we're a hip-hop-based station, but we play good music. We play everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We play, um, like, yo, know, we play those old rock records, and you're like, yo, that's the joint. I remember that record. <laughs> um, like, our library is crazy. We play, like, Madonna. We play rock bass, DJ Easy Rock. We play XB and cam, We play J. Cole. We play, you know, but we don't play, like... We're not playing like the Hot 97 or Power 105 hip hop. Right. We're playing more hip hop based hip hop, you know. Like I, we consider J. Cole a hip hop artist. Right. Yeah. You know, um it's like there's, there's cats out there that make that make uh the other hip hop music and then you have like the Jay Coles and the rest of them. Right. You know, right. so it's what we do.
2: And is it all vinyl?
1: Nah, it's not all <laughs> I wish. But it's, you know, it's it's whatever format. But it's like, you know, we play whatever. And as long as it's dope, as long as it's good music, you know. And, yo, it's been crazy. Like, we have a nice listener fan base. Like, you know, believe it or not, we have a lot of listeners. We have a lot more listeners outside the United States than in the United States. You know what I'm saying?
2: Why is that? Why do you think that is? I mean, you, you know, you go to, it's funny, you, 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 talk to old hip hop heads, I mean, older than us, mm-hmm. uh, who are still doing it and for different reasons, they obviously can't leave the United States for whatever, but you talk to them about their, their music and they're selling huge overseas, yeah. you, know, overseas you know, like stuff like that. I mean, what is it about overseas that, that, that audience you think that kind of is attracted to? The music you you know
1: you're mm-hmm. doing. Here's what it is, and this is what I tell everybody: all the records is hitting over here on the radio. They don't understand it. Mm. Remember, a lot of them don't speak English. Right. So, if they don't if they can't comprehend what you're doing, they're not going to mess with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I remember going to Japan when Thong Song was out. Thong Song, when it was out over here, it was crazy. Yeah, it was a big record. Yo, the DJ threw on thong song and the floor cleared, and I said, "Yo, what the hell? What just happened?" He said, "Yo, they they don't understand it. They don't know what a thong is." I said, "Ah, oh. interesting." But that's what it is. Like, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of the big artists, a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of the, um, uh, what do you call it? A lot of the, a lot of the rap artists that are big out here, they're not big overseas. Right. You know, they're not, because like I said, they don't, a lot of people overseas don't understand it. Now with us, like with a, a group like us or whatever, they get it, oh, there's a DJ in the group. He actually DJs, like he's not just standing there making faces and right. waving his hand in the air. Um, the MC, yo, he he was he goes back and forth and he was, he has a melodic flow. Like that's what they understand. You know, like a black moon. It's funny. Like I told somebody, I said, here's here's the crazy thing. Look at speech from Arrested Development. Out here, can't get arrested. No one cares. Right. Speech? Oh, he's old. He's washed. Go to Japan. He's still in our stadiums. Right. Speech. You know what I'm saying? Um, Why? Because and also they also cherish the music more than we do out here. Out here we see it as, yeah, this is dope. Okay, next. Right. Out there, if something's dope, they keep it. You know? That's why a black moon can go on tour overseas and live. You know? And I always tell one of the first things I tell artists is get a passport. Right. Like I tell any artist that messes with me, I'm like, yo, go get your passport. Because it's gonna be serious. Like one thing I'm happy to say, I travel and my passport is stamped out. I'm on my seventh passport shit. Damn. Nice. You know what I'm saying? I'm I've been in this game professionally for 26 years and I'm on my seventh passport with extended pages. Wow. So I'm having fun. Thank like, <laughs>
2: you. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you, you read up on, you talk about, you know, talk to anybody about you and about the Beat Miners and even black moon and, um, you know, they say right away they helped define that New York kind of gritty hip hop sound, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, we look at kind of the technolo- technological advances of, you know, turntables, uh, you know, music in general. Do you think that new new music, new new hip hop music, is now trying to is really overly produced and is kind of getting away from that gritty sound?
1: Um. Yes, I will say that. One thing I'll say is this. The technology we had back in the days, like the the limits we had, that's why the music sounded the way it sounded. Now, what has to happen is this, and, and I will say this, and I hope people don't take it out of context. What we have to do as older artists, we have to embrace technology. We have to embrace what's going on um, with Pro Tools, we gotta, you gotta embrace Pro Tools, gotta embrace the new NPCs, gotta embrace Machine, because here's what's going on. If you don't, we will lose this thing we have called hip hop. Mm-hmm. It's just like DJing. People, oh, don't, don't deal with Serato. Oh, don't mess with that. Don't use CDJs. Here's the, here's the situation. They don't make vinyl like they used to. So now you're a DJ and you're stuck in a genre because you don't have the records.
2: Right. So you're saying like they don't press the vinyl? Nah, like,
1: yeah. Not for a lot of stuff. Right. So and if they do press the vinyl, it's mad dough. Yeah, it's like yeah. So and then me as a traveling DJ that, that DJs around the world, yo, it's so convenient. I don't have to carry my crates. You know how many <laughs> records I've lost DJing? I've lost crates of records DJing. You know, but now everything's with me. And I, you know, and I, the forty-five thing is dope. Mm-hmm. And like even with myself, yeah, I rock the forty-fives. And you know that's something I've done before. But at the end of the day, I embrace technology because I want to grow and I want to be one of those dudes that, <clears throat> like, even though I use technology, my stuff still sounds the same. It's not. It's not really. Believe it or not, it's not a piece of equipment that that. Um, You shouldn't rely on a piece of equipment, you should rely on your mind. Right. Because your mind is the creative process that makes what's going on. You know, that create that helps you create what you know what's going on. And it's like, yo, like if everybody tells me, Oh, you need to go back to that SB twelve hundred (laughs) sound, I would love to. But here's the thing they don't fix the S P twelve hundreds like they used to. I have two left, and I'm not trying to kill those two and be out of an SB-1200. Right. Like, you know, and and I get it. People love that old sound. And with me, with this new album, yeah, we're giving you that old sound. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we took it back a little bit, but we also, we recorded on Pro Tools, you know? Because, right. you know, after a while, like after doing something for a while, you get used to it. Right.
2: You know? You're not, like, taping your knobs and then leaving and make no one touches this shit i'll kill you yeah yo
1: that. that that was back in the day like i remember days of D. like we'd spend 10 hours mixing a record and be like all right you know what we'll come back in the morning tape the board up put a sign don't touch these damn knobs like and then doing a recall back then when somebody did touch the knobs uh, no. uh. oh we never got it back the same way ever
2: um speaker i want to turn to uh a black moon um this is my understanding uh the original three were your uh MC uh, five Five F T. Five
1: sorry
2: five fifty. Fista. Five ft, Finsta.
1: Finsta Five F T, and Buckshot and myself.
2: So Buckshot was a part of the original group.
1: Um, yes.
2: Okay. When um, we
1: started Black Moon, yes.
2: But my understanding is also he is it true that he was actually more of a a dancer prior to rhyming yeah. or
1: Him and Five him, Five and Finster used to dance.
2: So what was so the 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 buckshot we hear well even on the first album but today, what like how different was it when he kinda when you guys all first got together in terms of his rhyme skills Um, pattern?
1: He gotten better. Like when we first when I first met him, he rhymed one way. Then he kinda changed. And like you heard the first change, who got the props is the second wave. Then how many MCs is the third wave. When he was doing put it like this, when he met Steele, when him and Steele sat down, his whole style started changing. Mm. He was influenced by Steele. Like Steele is like the dude, Steele from Swift Wesson, if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, is like that dude is like the brain child. Like that dude is the smart dude. You know, and um the whole thing is he influenced uh, Buck shot when we was doing it to the stage, and um, but yeah, like Buck when he first came through, he was just on some da 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 da, and then he just grew up. You know, remember he, we all was young at the time right. too. You know, five five always rhy- five still rhymes the same way he rhymed before. You know what I'm saying? Like five is just rugged and raw. Finster when he was with us, he rhymed one way. Then, when he left the group, um him and Bundy got together and made friends to Bundy mm. and they was like like they're the i call them the b side dudes because their records sound like our b side records, but they're dope it's not yeah. it's not a bad thing yeah, yeah. it's dope like they're dope they created a whole niche for themselves they like they they're not under the they're not under that black moon umbrella mm-hmm. you know they have their own sound, they have their own way, you know what I'm saying. And it's dope. Uh,
2: I saw, I've I seen, I, I seen you guys a few times, but then I remember I saw um, Buckshot at, uh, well, oh, f- fuck, totally slipping on whatever. I, <laughs> I, I totally slipping. in uh, Governor's Island. Um, oh,
1: um, uh, um, Rock the Bells? Rock the
2: Bells, yeah. yeah. And I remember my favorite thing about it is that about him watching him uh, perform, is that he's not that guy, like, kind of, running back and forth, jumping up and down. It's kind of like that guy, just like kind of like a rock hem type thing where yeah. he's just like, you know, I remember him standing on one of the, the speakers and just like spitting yeah. and it seems effortlessly. Uh, is that what, what's the process for you guys? I mean, from the first album in terms of uh, creating a beat, um, Writing stuff mm-hmm. like how does that work? And is it like it? I mean you guys just sound effortlessly when you do it Is it just one of those things you just put it on and he just starts spinning or he starts spinning? And you just you know make a beat around him.
1: It, it depends like this. I could talk about this album because being at this is um, now What happens is I'll play some beats for him and him and five will listen to it and they'll be like, yo, this is dope and they'll sit down in their corners and write sometimes buckle, pre-write something and start like a pre-written and then just finish, continue writing it to the beat. Um, Then it's like, you know, while they're doing that, I'm sitting down with headphones on creating more beats while they're writing. And then by the time they finish writing that, I'll play them whatever I created and they'll go, yo, that's dope. No, I don't like that. That's dope. I don't like that. And that's how we that's how we did this whole album. <clears throat> this whole album was a, was a come out effort of, uh, effort of me just making beats. Like we did it in the same, we did shit in the same room. Instead of doing it where I'm in the corner, I'm over at my house, right. he's over at his house, and five's at his house. Nah, we all got together because that's where we come from. You know, all our stuff was created in the same room. We only had one album where it was kind of created where I was at home, they was at, you know... And the album is dope but it's not my favorite Black Moon album mm. and that's the I'm um, Total Eclipse album. But um you know we created everything together and I would just make beats. Sometimes Buck will come in and go, y'all got an idea for a record." And then I'll create from that idea, you know. Mm. But it's mostly he writes to the beats that I give him.
2: Uh I imagine you know, you know as a as a DJ you know your artists really well. Um so mm-hmm. there's and and you know that your artist's artist's voice is an instrument, you know. Mm-hmm. Is there an instrument that or sound that's kind of just won't work if you put it on a, a kind of a black moon record? <laughs>
1: A ukulele. I think a harmonica wouldn't work neither. Oh, but if Stevie Wonder, you know, it might work if Stevie Wonder's Wonder. playing it.
2: That's, yeah, he'll make it work. But
1: um, ukulele, I can't see or banjo.
2: Does No, I can't see him
1: rock to a banjo. <laughs> uh,
2: I, I got two more questions for you. No I, problem. I appreciate your time. Um, the first question is: What's the favorite part of what you do for you? Like, what is your? What, why do you love what you do?
1: You know what's my favorite part? Believe it or not, creating. Hmm. I like the creating part because I could sit back and just be like, "Yo, let me experiment with this. Let me experiment with that." Like one thing with me, like, um, I like this album. I'm, exper- I'm I'm experimenting with frequencies, highs, mids, lows, subs, and what I'm doing is every rec, every black moon record that's on this album has different frequencies. Mm. So when you listen in different systems, you're going to hear different things like, and then the subs, you don't hear them at all. You just feel them. So if you're at a, if you're at a club and they throw in a new black moon record, you're going to feel this bass like, Whoa, where'd that come from? (laughs) You know? Um, but it's like, that's, that's my whole thing. Like, the, like a lot of people nowadays, they don't concentrate on frequencies, they just concentrate on loud. Right. We gotta make this album loud, son. <laughs> and it's like, you know, my whole thing is creating a album. We buy $400 headphones to listen to music that sounds like trash.
2: Mm.
1: Like, I wanna make something, when you put it in your car, you're like, whoa, it sounds like a movie.
2: Right, you hear that. Yeah.
1: You know? And like, that's my whole thing. I like that creative process. You know, I've always wanted to make records like that, and I've done some records like that, but now this is my first time doing a whole album like that. You know, so creative, creative part is my favorite.
2: That's dope. It's um, so my last question. So, I've probably memorized the entire "The Adventures of slickrick mm-hmm. My heart. I could put it on the tape. I'll rap to the whole entire thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a eleven year old doing Treat Like a Prostitute," probably a bad thing, and I think my mom <laughs> didn't hear that. Um, I can, I think, I could spit the entire self-destruction song mm-hmm. and my kind of go-to album and it doesn't help that streaming services are available is DMX is as dark as hell is hot. Yeah. Um, especially when you're walking through Penn Station, it you know <laughs> gets you in the zone. Um, so for you, which is like the, the album that if someone puts it on, you could probably spit the entire album, the song that mm-hmm. you don't need anyone to put any on and you, you could spit that song. And then, the album that's kind of like your go to Get the Hell Away From Me album?
1: Uh, okay. The Get the Hell Away From Me album is Public Enemy, uh, Free of a Black Planet. Nice. <laughs> um, album that I probably could, I know from front to back, is um, Off the Wall, Michael Jackson. Oh, do- uh, that's dope. Okay, that's dope. Um, and what was the other one?
2: Uh, that one song that you could kind of. You don't need to, anybody to play. It. You could just kind of uh, sing it or spit it.
1: Papa Don't Take No Mess.
2: Nice. James Brown. That's dope. Uh-huh. Uh, wow. Uh, Black Moon album coming out soon. Um hopefully. Hopefully,
1: <laughs> hopefully June.
2: Hopefully June. Hopefully June. Um oh, I'll I'll say June, July. June, July. Nice. Yeah. Um uh, Evil D. The Beat Miners, Black Moon, Legend, uh, Bushwick Resident. Thank uh, you. Thank you so much for joining me in the library with Tim Monaco. It's been an honor. Thank you. Thank
1: you, man. Thanks for having me, man. Cool. I'm finally glad to be here. Yes.
2: Thank you. Glad <laughs> I thank you so much for doing this again. No
1: doubt. It's all cool. cool.